Radio.com. It's our duty to entertain you. <laughs> I said duty. Only alcohol can make life bearable. You must drink, always drink. I blame this all on Kevin, DMU. Has anyone ever known a good person named Kevin? We, we hung out with, with Kevin from Alcohol by Volume. And he only says like three words. He, he's like really shy. He really talked to me. Towards the end of the night when he was drinking more, man, he, he was he was right there with us talking about my own minute. Alcohol by Volume? I'm actually kind of drunk. Alcohol by Volume. Awesome show. You really want to get drunk? <laughs> Listen to that show. Because by hour two, he's blitzed. I bet. Oh, it's awesome. Because it's a beer show. Kevin's some stupid He's a weird guy. Polish last name. Yeah. Where's your dedication there, Kevin? Your own show or someone else's? Alcohol by Volume. Alcohol by Volume. I shove alcohol in my butthole. That's not it? It's nothing to do with butthole. I mean, can you even get drunk anymore? It's kind of like a drinking a vitamin right? So you're blaming the drunker. Yes, I'm blaming the MLR drunker, Kevin. Hello, bartender. I have thought it over, and far from being a fat pig, you are very nice. And I would like another drink. Drink a barf, drunkie! Welcome, everybody, to another fun-filled edition of Alcohol by Volume. The chat is already hopping. I love it. It is Tuesday, August 19th, 2014. You are listening to me here on Alcohol by Volume on More Like Radio. If you're listening live, join the chat at morelikeradio.com slash live. If you're listening via podcast, you can check me out live every Tuesday night from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Um... A lot, lot, lot of people in the chat here. We got Roy Black on crack. We got Marianne. We got little Matt. Uh, we got Irish Storm. We got Kits and Tits. I love that username. Um, um, you may have heard Whiskey Dick in the lyrics there, Roy. I'm not sure. I, I, I don't know. I, I, you'd think I'd know the lyrics of that damn song after hearing it uh, so often. Oh, okay. Irish Storm is. Um, oh God! It. I'm hoping I pronounce this properly because I know I had someone in high school with the same name i'm guessing siobhan kind of siobhan siobhan I, i'm i'm guessing it's kind of like a v in the middle but uh yeah uh, uh yeah a, a relatively new listener to the show um posted in the facebook group and everything so welcome aboard <laughs> um so let's see here yeah see roy black on crack is thinking the thinking the same thing i am so Hopefully I got it right. I, okay, good. I got it. I, I, I mispronounce everything. I, again, the only reason I, I remember somebody with that name in my ninth grade global studies class in high school. So it, it, that's pretty much the only reason I got it. <laughs> um, oh, if anybody wants to call in, uh, the number is 862-345-7125. That's 862-ALCOHOL. And uh, if you're just going to go via Skype, uh, Skype names, Alcohol by Volume. First of all, I want to thank everybody that supported me with the uh, booster fundraiser dealie uh, with the Alcohol by Volume t-shirts. The fundraiser ended, uh, was that yesterday? I I think it ended yesterday. Hit the threshold for printing, so shirts should be printed and out by September 1st. So I'm very, very 
pleased about that. Um, and then uh, like Roy Black on crack and Little Matt, uh, once I get your shirts, I am going to send them out to ASAP. Um, so I'm, I'm very happy with that. I'm, I'm thinking I may go um, pint glasses next. I <laughs> believe, believe it or not, Roy, they were able to tweak it for me. That That's why we, we tweaked the design a little bit um, so that we were able to hit a printing threshold at about 20 shirts instead <laughs> fuck you Matt <laughs> instead of um, my wife doesn't have any money <laughs> I don't give her enough well actually no she takes all my money anyway um, yes Dennis does say Danielle's a saint um, yes and she'll be giving birth in two days so definitely a saint is still letting me do a show today <laughs> um, but uh, there was um, they were able to tweak it so the threshold for printing we didn't hit the goal of 50 but the threshold for printing was 20 and I think I ended up selling 24 shirts in all uh, people from MLR um, old friends from Michigan um, I will admit that I personally bought three one for myself and uh, I bought a couple for my parents because I'm a good son um, I know Siobhan bought one um uh, a friend of mine from a Red Wings message board bought a couple. So uh, thank you, everybody. I, I really do appreciate it. And like I said, I would like to try pint glasses next. I just got to figure out the logistics for that. I'm probably, I'm going to try not to do a thing where it's like, um, you know, you you must have this much to even, you know, print them or whatever. I know, um, um, <laughs> Siobhan said, what's the shirt look like? Bought without looking. Yes, laugh. Um, for, for those that weren't in the Facebook group to, to understand the joke, Siobhan is blind, so bought, bought the shirt sight unseen. <laughs> See, we're, we're allowed to laugh. We're allowed to laugh. Um, to describe the shirt in case she hasn't had it described for her or anybody that did not see it during the whole booster, uh, it says alcohol by volume alongside the silhouette of a beer bottle that has uh, all different styles of beer typed into it and it's all textured and everything all typed into it in different fonts. Uh, you know, you got Lambic, you got Stout, you got Cream Ale, and all, all different things going through there. So I, I think it's a good-looking design. Um, and um, so, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm very happy with that. Uh, the pint glasses, just got to figure out logistics with that. I know Sherry has a site that she was doing shirts through. Um, uh, <laughs> Dennis was going to post a picture of the shirt. and uh, Got to pay attention to the Facebook group, dude. Um, but yeah, it, it, I know Sherry has a, uh, uh, site that she was doing shirts through and I got to see if maybe they'll do pint glasses or something like that. Uh, if not, I'll, I'll figure out something with it. I know like for a while I wanted to do bottle openers, but, uh, the, the, the good looking ones, like they had, like, they have like wood handled ones and everything. Um, it, it just ridiculously expensive. It, it was like a minimum order of 200. I don't need that many bottle openers. I, I'm, I, I have like three sitting around me right now and you know it that's about it um, <laughs> little Matt <laughs> ah see Siobhan's getting hazed in the chat already <laughs> this this is apparently what we do <laughs> uh, well okay let, let me let me get on to the the beers that I'm drinking uh, from from Brent this week beers from uh, listener white ass Brent who oddly enough is not in the chat Um <laughs> oh, see, little Matt wants an ABV bottle opener too. I'm, I'm still gonna explore that too. Uh, first one I open tonight is from Great Divide. It is the Rumble Oak Aged IPA. Uh, I think it's probably the first Oak Aged IPA I've had, and it's very, very good. 
um, doesn't have that strong bitterness that you expect from an IPA. Um, the oak aging really, really mellows it down, but gives it a nice kind of earthy flavor to it. Uh, the next one I'll be having tonight, uh, and I don't know, I may limit myself to two, because I think this next one's probably like a 9% ABV. It's Dark Horse Sapient Trip Ale. It's a Belgian triple. And um, if I actually get into three bottles tonight, I'll probably just uh, dip into some of the Stone Coffee Milk Stout that I picked up. Uh, what day did I pick that up? I don't even know. Eh, it was a few days ago. The Stone Coffee Milk Stout, I had been looking forward to that for a while, and it's actually it's really quite good. Stone did a good job with that. Um, it's not my absolute favorite milk stout, but it's it's up there. It's up there with them. Uh, left hand milk stout is still my favorite, uh, but uh, Stone did a good job with that one. Uh, uh-huh. Let's see. Uh, Siobhan finished a Lagunitas, a little something nice beer, uh, 8.5% ABV. Yeah. I, I'm trying to remember. Uh, I'm trying to remember if I've had that one before. I... I, I had tried Lagunitas here and there before I even got into IPAs, and I know they do like tremendously hoppy beers most of the time. I know they got like their cappuccino stout and stuff like that. Oh, hi, Sherry. I see you. She's driving, so she's not able to contribute that much. <laughs> and Dennis wants her to crash, apparently. Um, but I, I need to dip more into Lagunitas. I, back before I was able to really appreciate the IPAs, I bought a six-pack of Lagunitas Sucks, and I hated it. Now I would probably love it, so go figure. Um, but yeah, I, I gotta, I gotta. I know there's a few places by me that have a bunch of different Lagunitas uh, beers in there. Build a six pack. So I don't know. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll do that this weekend. Uh, although, dude, shit, I still have more than enough beer hanging around here. I still got the whole box of stuff that Scrams gave me. Um, I have. God damn it, Shockwave keeps up. <laughs> it's kind of what you said, Dennis. <laughs> Um, I don't know. Uh, Flash keeps crashing on me. I don't know why. Stupid browser. But um, in my fridge, I still have most of the Sam Adams Latitude 48 deconstructed case. I've actually had one of those so far. I had the East um, was it East Kent Goldings hop one. And basically, I, I got that pack to help me differentiate between hops a little bit better because... As of right now, I, I couldn't tell you at all, you know, what hops do, you know, aroma and, you know, which one, which ones are more earthy, which ones are more fruity, tropical, whatever. The East Kent Goldings, I was able to pick that out immediately. Very, very tropical on the nose. Very, very tropical taste. When I burped, I got a really good taste of pineapple. Yeah, I know that's really classy, right? But uh, there are four others in that pack that I got to try. So I'll probably be well. Not gonna be, not gonna be drinking on Thursday. God damn it! But I'll probably have maybe one or two tomorrow night. Um. Oh, and um, I, I caught this yesterday for my Boston listeners, and I know I have at least one or two. Um, this may be interesting for you. Harpoon Brewery. They are hosting the Art of Science and Beer in Edgeville. Wow. 17 minutes in and already tripping over my tongue. Uh, let's see. Uh, the Art of Science and Beer and Educational Tasting. It's this Friday. And I think I 
have a page up for it. Uh, yes, I know Shockwave Flash has crashed. Fuck you. Um, it's at the Harpoon Boston Brewery, Friday, August 22nd, from 7.30 to 9 p.m., obviously 21 and over. Uh, enjoy a range of freshly brewed local craft beer samples and learn about how it's made from beer artists and scientists. Hang out with other passionate Boston locals who are changing the world with technology and art and get excited about the increasingly popular craft beer movement. Learn all about Harpoon and get an up-close and personal view of their brew deck. That sounds pretty cool. If I was able to get up there on Friday, I would do it. But, well, yeah, you know my situation. There, there, there's no way I'm making it up there for that, unfortunately. I want, I, I do want to go to a uh, festival in Boston in, I believe it's March, that's held by Beer Advocate, so hopefully. Um, ah, come on. Show is not c- slowing to a rolling stop. Oh, wait, was that a Dutch joke again? <laughs> okay, let's see. Um, another thing I picked up yesterday, I, I, I doubt many of you drink Corona, but just in case. Um, let's see here. This is from WH... No, wait, no, that's not it. Uh, where the fuck is my link? God damn it. Here we go. WHEC Rochester. Corona Extra Beer Recalled. And uh, not because it's Corona. Six packs and 12 packs of Corona Extra Beer being recalled by Constellation Brands Beer Division. A routine inspection found defects in certain bottles that could cause small particles of glass to break off and fall into the bottle. At this time, no injuries have been reported. Ugh. Last time I had a Corona was probably at a Mexican restaurant, and that was at least three years ago. So, But if any of you guys do drink Corona, just uh, be aware of it. There, um, if you look it up, uh, Corona Extra Beer Recalled, you'll probably find a listing of all the UPCs and everything and the uh, production codes printed on the bottles. So just just in case, I know there, there are probably a few of you out there that still drink Corona and pop that lime in there. Um and uh, one more little, little, little news kind of thingy before I get into the topic for the week, which I uh, posed on Facebook and on Twitter uh, multiple ways and got got a few pretty good responses out of it. Uh, this is from ksdk.com, Missouri, to allow single bottle... <laughs> fucking hell. I've had half a bottle of beer. I'm, I'm just a stammering idiot normally, apparently. Missouri to allow single bottle beer sales. In six months, you'll no longer have to buy a six-pack. Starting next year, Missouri stores will be able to sell beer by the individual bottle or can. Governor Jay Nixon signed legislation Friday authorizing single bottle beer sales by retailers such as grocery and convenience stores. Current law requires beer to be sold in packages containing at least three bottles. So that is actually pretty cool. I wonder if... uh, I'm actually wondering if that prohibited bomber-sized bottles, too. Because obviously you're not buying a six pack of bombers, um, but I I didn't I didn't exactly research that far. But if you're in Missouri, maybe they'll start uh, putting up the build a six pack locations for you, and you'll be able to actually buy singles out of that and not have to fill the whole six pack if you don't want to. So the um, <laughs> see Sherry says you lying son of a rush, and you don't want me to crash. What the hell? Oh, see, okay, Roy Black on Crack says the lime was to keep the fly away and you're supposed to dump it in the beer. Or, uh, not many people know that because there are no Corona snobs. Uh, 
you know, there's probably at least one or two Corona snobs out there. Um, see, uh, okay, so the topic for the week, and I, I give total credit for this to Marianne because I was, uh, I was just, I, I was having some difficulty thinking, thinking of something that could really engage the listeners, and this, this engaged the listeners. Um, let's see. Okay, the question is, does your drink of choice differ depending on atmosphere or situation? So Marianne was perfect in suggesting this to me. So at home versus out at a club, wedding, dinner with friends, etc. So let me pop on. T- <laughs> hey, I, I suggested the Coors Summer Brew to uh, to P Rock, and well, didn't he? Didn't he? Didn't he drink the whole case? <laughs> I thought he drank the whole case uh, one Wednesday evening on the Red. In fact, I. I, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Dennis had pictures of him holding all those cans. Uh, let's see here. Okay. So, first, uh, the posting I had on the ABV Facebook group. Uh, little Matt said uh, his, his drink of choice, he tends to agree that it, it does differ. If he's at a pub, tends to stick to well-known tap beers, Australian variations, Budweiser, Miller, etc. But if he's at a special occasion, birthdays, other social gatherings, he'll purchase craft beer. Okay, makes sense. Um, Marianne said at home during the summer, she tends to go with beer, cider, sangria. Uh, winter, it's wine or beer. And by beer, she means either a craft brew or her husband's homemade brew, which I've had before and is fucking fantastic. And she says if she's out to dinner, it depends on the atmosphere and food at a wedding. Uh, always have wine and mixed drinks. I used to go with a margarita when at a Mexican restaurant, but they charge, charge outrageous prices for almost non-alcoholic drink, very light on the booze and extra heavy on the ice. So I tend to order beer there. Yeah. The, the, the only time I'll usually get a margarita at a Mexican restaurant is if, um, if it's like a special seasonal fruit, like, uh, Chevy's out here. I know they do, depending on the season, they'll do a fresh pineapple margarita that's good. That's really good. But if it's raspberry or strawberry or whatever, I'll usually pass on that. And I, I go there so rarely anyway. So, you know, even if it's not that alcohol, it doesn't make that much of a difference to me. Um, Sherry said white wine almost 100% of the time. Doesn't give her headaches and she can go all night if she wants. Yeah, white wine does not give me headaches either. Red wine will fuck me up bad. White wine, I'm totally fine though. Uh, margaritas, she's really been loving Limeritas by Bud Light, and I can't argue, those those aren't bad, I just gotta do it in smaller doses. Or beer when she wants something other than wine or with certain foods. Jeremiah weed and lemonade when she wants to get obliterated, tastes like iced tea, goes down smooth, that is rare in my old age, Sherry says. Um, let's see. Oh, Sherry. Oh, God. Sherry says Liftbridge has a mini donut beer. Liftbridge uh, Brewery out of Minnesota. Uh, Mitch actually gave me a bottle of their uh, their silhouette. Oh, so good. Haven't had it yet. Probably going to have it next week. Um, uh, mini donut beer, only exclusive if you go to the State Fair. And she hates the State Fair. Uh, and Marianne says she's been craving Chevy's since Florida. Yeah, it, we used to have a Chevy's very, well, uh, kind of close by. Um. But, uh, well, it kind of burned down. So the next closest one is about an hour away, which sucks because Chevy's is actually really quite good. And the chips and the salsa and goddamn, oh. But, uh, hey, if I move down to Florida, <laughs> then um, I'll probably have a Chevy's a little bit closer to me again. Thank God. 
Um, God damn it, Flash. Stop crashing. And then, let's see here. Marianne also posted the uh, topic and got a little bit more engagement out of Roy Black on Crack and Rorschach and, <laughs> and Hal's chiming in, too. Um, let's see. Uh, Roy Black on Crack says, Well, in a bar, I drink the beer they serve and don't bother with any of the fancy drinks I concoct for price reasons. Yeah, I... I very rarely do mixed drinks when I'm out, and it, there are certain situations I will, but I'll, I'll get into that in a second. Uh, Rorschach says, I've got a weird one. I have a beer allergy. Beer is a complex drink, it turns out. It produces something called histamines in the body, which drive my already weak sinuses insane. I have vodka, Tito's, and I'm trying Kettle One this weekend, and I feel fine. I was getting so sick and weird feeling after drinking beer, but never made the connection until I looked it up. Uh, I guess a lifetime of beer drinking caught up with me now onto vodka. And... Roy Black on Crack suggested ever try gluten-free beers. And gluten-free beers, there there are some good ones out there. Or or failing that, you can always go with ciders, too. There are a lot of great ciders out there and gluten-free. So, But Rorschach says, you know, he's he's fine with the vodka. Um, let's see. Hal's uh, yelled at Rorschach that she told him a year ago he was allergic to beer and that uh, he never listens to her. Uh... Yeah, but it, it, I, I remember Rorschach mentioning that, how the, the beer was making him kind of iffy on that. Oh, yeah, and uh, Marianne chiming in again about uh, Chevy's, that guacamole. Oh, God damn. Um, yeah, I, I was wondering what you meant by, by rush there, Sherry. Uh, so let's see, what did he... What about, uh, um, see, now I'm trying to scroll back. Okay, you lying son of a Russian. Okay, there we go. Uh... Now, with me, I, well, to be fair, I don't really go out that often. Um, if if I'm at home, it, obviously it's mostly beer, occasionally wine. Very rarely do mixed drinks. Um, I mean, I got I got a bottle of bacon vodka. I got you know, a bottle of dark rum. I got, I still have the fucking absinthe here. I got some moonshine. So occasionally, you know, stuff with that. But uh, speaking of the bacon vodka, uh, Marianne suggested making a screwdriver with it. So I took the bacon vodka. I got some of that uh, like low-calorie, not really orange juice, but it's close enough, Trop 50 stuff, because I got to watch my calories, of course. And I had a couple bacon screwdrivers two nights ago, and it was very, very uh, good timing because my wife was making breakfast for dinner. So I had a screwdriver... Bacon screwdriver with uh, bacon and eggs. But uh, bacon vodka goes so well in orange juice. Very, very, very tasty. Dangerously tasty. But uh, most of the time, I, I you know, I, I stick to the beer. Uh, you know, may, maybe one before, you know, like kind of before I go to bed thing. I, I don't even have it with dinner usually unless it's a certain meal that I'm trying to pair it with. When I go out to eat, like, you know, at, at any average restaurant, be it, you know, TGI Fridays, be it an actual, like, you know, craft beer bar, or um, Buffalo Wild Wings is a good example of a uh, place I went last week. They have that Red Hook Game Changer beer that's their house beer. That I'm happy to get because I can't get that anywhere else. And um, the... Um, <laughs> damn it, Little Matt, you were more social in your Marilyn Manson phase, right, Kev? Strangely enough, yes, yes, <laughs> I, uh, I, w- I was very social then, and then some- something happened to me after I moved to Jersey, I don't know what, um, I don't know, I turned into an asshole, it's possible, but um, 
Oh god, I was going somewhere with this. And then mixed drinks and oh, going out. Okay. And at Buffalo Wild Wings, the Game Changer beer, they actually have a limited item on the menu. It's a Game Changer brought. So it's been cooked in the Game Changer. I had that with the Game Changer paired really nicely, really good. Um, rare instance that I go out and actually pair a beer with a food at a restaurant, usually because they don't even have craft beer to begin with. Um, if, if I do get a beer at Friday's, for instance, it's probably going to be like a Sam Adams because I usually don't have anything else. I know, uh, <laughs> yeah, Dennis says something happened to me. Continuous alcoholic blackouts might have something to do with that. No, I've only had two black, well, one and a half blackouts. One was at the bowling alley and then another was, um, like the, vodka show and that was a half blackout because i remember most of that except for uploading my hard drive to the dropbox i i don't remember doing that and i i I still have no idea how that happened um but then for instance like at the cloverleaf that we went to after the live event there that that was a craft beer bar and i was i was getting anything i could on tap whether it was something i'd had before or something i hadn't had before it you know, if it's a craft beer bar, all bets are off, and I'm just going to buy beer, 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 beer. Now, the only time I will usually get a <laughs> oh jeez, Siobhan says I'm blacked out all the time, and my excuse is <laughs> you fit in very, very well with us. <laughs> uh, the only time I'll I'll do mixed drinks out is if there's an open bar. If I go to if i go to a wedding then then i'll kind of dip into that i mean um and and provided there's like a full open bar i know at rosa marie's wedding they had it kind of limited as to like the um the mojitos and then like a couple different beers but the the last wedding that like the last wedding i shot at for instance i, I was shooting at a, a friend's wedding here in jersey and open bar and I believe they had Sierra Nevada Pale Ale on tap. I had, you know, couple couple uh, drinks of that. They I then at the open bar I was just, you know, grabbing Maker's Mark and, you know, sitting there drinking that. Uh, in fact I I drank a Maker's Mark with my ex fiance's husband. Yeah, figure that out. Um, <laughs> I don't I got along well with him. I, I had met him before too. But yeah, usually op- open bar will lend me the freedom to go for mixed drinks because you don't have to, you know, pay $9 for some stupid watered down drink. Um, like, I remember this wasn't a blackout drunk, but it was at my wife's cousin's wedding. Uh, white Russian, white Russian, white Russian, champagne, white Russian, white Russian. Um, oh, Jesus. What the hell is Chrome doing? It just spontaneously opened new tabs on me. That was so creepy. Um, oh, Kitty in the chat says she does not drink at weddings. Uh, is that because bad things happen, Kitty? I need to know. I, I, I drink somewhat at weddings. I mean that 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 one of my wife's cousin. Uh, that was that was a rare instance where you know I end up puking in my uh, in-laws' driveway afterward and. So I, I, I will drink at weddings, but I try and control myself now. Mm. Mm. Okay, yeah, Kitty says there's always pictures and video. Yeah, that that is kind of the unfortunate thing. There were yeah, there were there were pictures of me and I I thought I looked sloshed at this wedding, but everybody else thought I looked great. So I I have no idea. I thought I looked horrible. 
I always think I look horrible in pictures. So what the fuck am I saying? Um, I'm trying to think of other other uh, situations. Oh, Dennis says ironically, the most I've ever drunk at a wedding was my own. You know, in my wedding reception, I I wasn't. I, I'm trying to remember what the hell I was drinking. I think, I think I was still drinking Bud Light at that point, and that was about it. And I, thinking thinking about the times that I've gotten drunk since that since my wedding. I, uh, I, that was that was nothing then. That was absolutely nothing. I mean, it was because I was drinking Bud Light. So what do you expect? Uh, I'm trying to think of any other situations. I don't. I don't go to clubs. I don't typically go to just straight up bars usually, uh, unless I'm you know eating dinner at said bar. Um, I don't really go out to parties all that often. So th- there there aren't a lot of other situations. I mean, if uh, if there's a family dinner or something. I'll usually bring a six-pack of some craft beer, uh, you know, something that I want to try and introduce my father-in-law to, um, yeah, it, it, things like that. I mean, I've gotten him into black IPAs and everything lately. Uh, he does still drink Bud Light on occasion, but he'll he'll get his like Sam Adams Winter Lager when that season hits. He likes uh, Cricket Hill East Coast Lager, so. I'm I'm slowly training him. I've I've tried to get him into like stouts and stuff, but he definitely not into those. IPAs and lagers, he's good with. So I consider that a small victory. Um, and I'm just trying to think of any. God damn it! Wow, I don't know. Flash is just. I maybe I have to reinstall Flash or I don't know. Uh, little Matt says, so when are you getting Dean into IPAs? Uh, for those that don't know, Dean is my uh, two and a half year old son. Uh, uh, I don't know. Let's see. Uh, uh, fourteen years. That that too early. I st- I started drinking when I was fifteen. So if I give him like sixteen, should be okay. I think. Mm. By that time, who knows? The uh, IPA trend may have died out. Oh, Spawn said uh, only only stout I tried is Murphy's. Not my thing. It, stout stouts are one of those things. Kind of like it's kind of like IPAs. You either you either like it at first taste or you don't. And you might be able to get into them over time, but sometimes you just don't. Um, I, I've I've told this before. I used to think like Guinness. I remember the first time I ever had Guinness. It was at I, I was back in Michigan. I was at this girl's house. Was somebody that I was trying to hook up with and failed miserably. Um, I actually sat through fucking Titanic with her in her living room um, and found out after the fact that I could have gotten laid that night. I just didn't make the move apparently. So, But whatever. Anyway, um, uh, <laughs> wait, where was I going? First time I ever had Guinness and I thought that was the heaviest goddamn thing I had ever drank. And now, compared to other stouts that I've had, Guinness is light and refreshing to me. Uh, I, I, I still enjoy it for what it is, but I do not call it a heavy stout. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm, I'm. I I don't think there are any other real like social situations that you know, like other you know bars, clubs, family dinners. Um, if it's family picnic, uh, usually I will try and bring my own liquor for that. Uh, something higher alcohol, the better. <laughs> oh yeah, and Siobhan says you're not a saint. Why? Good lord. Um, I don't know. I was how old was I at that point? Uh, 
uh, hadn't moved yet, so I was probably 18, maybe, eh, maybe 19, and I don't know. I it, it it's a it's a wonder it's a wonder that I even got married because I have I had and still have no idea how to make moves on women. Um, yeah, uh, there there will be a secret show one one night where I will probably drunkenly go into my dating history. I, I know Dennis and I want to uh, want to do a secret show at some point where we just kind of delve into like past embarrassments and such. So there there is there is so much there that uh, could be uh, could be part of that. Um, didn't know didn't know when to make a move and didn't know when to kind of hold back. Oh yes, there were some girls that were were very much scared off by uh, by phone calls. Very much scared off by phone calls. Dennis's first Friday in September. Let's do it. Uh, I think I'm I think I'm good on that. Let me see. That's the fifth. You know what, Dennis? I'm open for that, and schedule's open. So, um, provided uh, provided Danielle doesn't shoot it down uh, with Samantha uh, inevitably sleeping in the next room over, I should be good. Uh, let's see. Guest A one three eight four four likes Natty Ice, whereas Kitty says Natty Ice gives her the worst hangover. Shockingly, I still have not had Natty Ice. I I, I haven't. Uh, I, I still haven't done a pure cheap beer show I know I did um, what was it I, I, I got a couple cheap beers to try the uh, on tap drops with but beyond that uh, white ass Brent in the chat it's not a secret show if you announce it now what uh, I didn't announce shit uh, delete 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 edit out of the broadcast come on uh, dump it I don't know uh, so what am I doing here um, but yeah, it, with that topic, post it on Facebook. If uh, you want to share, if your drink of choice differs depending on atmosphere or situation. Um, for me, again, most of the time beer. Mixed drinks if it's an open bar. Otherwise, you know, beer. Beer, 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 beer. But uh, post, post it on Facebook, facebook.com slash group slash alcohol by volume. Or you can uh, message me on Twitter at MLR underscore alcohol. Uh, let's see here. Oh, okay. There's another thing I, I picked up yesterday. Website called societyofbeertravelers.com. It is apparently a way for travelers to find new brews wherever they are, which I think is kind of cool. If, if, if you're someone that travels for work a lot, I know, um, I, I know like Scrams travels around a lot. I know Dutch did travel around a lot doing, um, Stuff I think was it he does the irrigation systems for the greenhouses and he'd have to travel you know east coast and all around for that. Well, if you're someone that travels a lot and business is obviously the most common reason I would gather, they uh, they've made this community of craft beer lovers that enjoys drinking new beers in new places. They have a beer travel starter kit. I let's see. I'm trying to remember how much it is for all this. Uh, if it will load, forty-five bucks. Uh, the kit makes sure you can easily find new breweries, keep notes about your visits, leave your mark, and look good while you do it. Not to mention, you join a community of passionate and knowledgeable beer travelers. The starter kit includes the brewery map app, 
Beer Travel Passport, Society of Beer Travelers shirt, Society of Beer Travelers stickers, and a personal profile page to track your beer travels. It is a it is a pretty cool idea. Um, but however, it looks like the app is only for iOS. They do not have an Android app yet, which kind of sucks. But I'm not traveling anyway. But basically, it uh, the app kind of seeks out the breweries and everything in your area or I believe uh, local craft beer bars, things like that. Find out what local favorites are. Find out about those local favorites from the locals. So it, it's a good idea for those that are you know always on the move and trying to find the new stuff in new locations. I know that to a degree, the Beer Advocate app has a function in there where um, you can, I think it's a, a integrated map. I can't remember if it's integrated with Google Maps or not, but it will show icons on the map for nearby liquor stores, nearby breweries, nearby um, bars, and things like that. Now, me, I looked at it on there, and obviously where I'm at right now, I'm in a dead spot in terms of breweries around here, at least that are on the Beer Advocate app. There was, you know, Carton and Kane, you know, hour, hour and a half to the south. A uh, little more southwest, there's uh, River Horse Brewing that I do want to go to. Might wait until the winter for that. Um, <laughs> yeah, Dennis says that's a mistaken perception. Craft beer equals hipsters. Of course they developed an iPhone app first. I know. Ugh, I hate that. It, I mean, Beer Advocate, for all the shit that that community gets, at least their app came out simultaneously on iOS and Android. They didn't just make an iOS app first and then let everybody fucking dangle in the wind with it. Uh, but, um, I mean, if I were younger or I had a job or a career that lent itself to traveling, I'd probably sign up for that thing. Of course, I don't have an iPhone, so fuck them. But... One one thing I've wondered, this is another, I don't know, kind of divergent topic. And I'd like to know, from listeners with young children in particular, I want to know how you manage it, how you can still manage to do fun and interesting things, like, ever. Because, like, for instance, I, I want to be able to go to Chicago and check out all the breweries with Scrams, for example. Now... Were it just me, yeah, I could easily just hop in a car and drive to Chicago. I've done it before. You know, I, I did that, it was like 10 years ago or something, and had a good time out there. Um, or, or vacation to the West Coast to hit all the great breweries out there. I, 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 want, I, just, I wonder, beer lovers that have young children, how do you do it and how, how are you able to travel? Are you able to travel even? You know, do, you, do you have to wait until they're you know, of school age or something. I, 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 I wonder about that. Um, it's like, okay, yeah, Kitty says when they get older, it gets easier. And then, yeah, that's what I figure. I mean, like, for example, I know um, uh, we want to, um, and, and we're, we're, still, we're still hoping to do it within, like, the next six months or something, but we want to go out to Vegas to, uh, <laughs> when they get older, it gets easier, we bring a babysitter. Why? <laughs> um, but we want to go out to Vegas to see my friend Avery. He hasn't, he hasn't met my son, and obviously, you know, my daughter is not being born for another two days yet, so he hasn't met her either. But um, if 
all goes as planned on Thursday, she'll be sharing his birthday, which is kind of cool for him. And we want to go out there. And I, I think I think my son would absolutely love just seeing all the, you know, not, not the gambling, not the shows and stuff like that, but just the other stuff in Vegas, all the lights, you know, the volcano, the pirate ship battle and stuff. Yeah, Dennis says, I have my priorities straight. He's about to be a father again. He wonders how he'll be able to travel to see breweries. Ah, come on, Dennis. Yeah, I know. I should probably be more worried about uh, how much sleep I'm going to be able to survive off of for the next few months. And that is where the beer will probably come in handy. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It, I mean, but it, don't don't get me wrong. I love my son, but sometimes he drives me crazy, and I just want to drive off and do stuff. And no, Roy Black on crack. Other stuff is not hookers. Um. Yeah, okay, Siobhan says, was just in Vegas. There is stuff for younger kids. Not sure what your son can do. Yeah, I mean, there, there is there is this misconception... Okay, third third verbal flub. Uh, there's this misconception about Vegas that it's just, just this den of iniquity. And, uh, yeah, I mean, there's the slappers out there with the cards and obviously gambling and drinking and everything. But there's a, there's just a lot of cool shit out there and cool shit you don't even have to pay for. I mean, me and my wife went out there a few years ago. We stayed at the Stratosphere. We got all the different membership cards from all the casinos. That that was that was one of our goals, just to get a card from every casino. At the Stratosphere, the card that we had for there was like 25% off the buffet. Um, so we were able to eat relatively cheap, and I probably gained about 20 pounds on that vacation. Um, and I mean, just, you know, the, like I said, the pirate ship at Treasure Island, the... Um, uh, the fountain at the Bellagio. There's the um, the animatronic thing at was it, I think at Caesar's Palace. Um, it, it just so much cool shit there that's completely free to just walk in and out. Um, the only the only like exhibit we paid for was the bodies exhibit, which is awesome, very cool, totally worth it. I I, I probably wouldn't go see it again, but once is cool. Um, yeah, and Dennis says, you know, the main strip in Las Vegas has just as much family entertainment as everything else. Yeah, it's, it's just a misconception with that city. I, I think movies and TV have blown it out of proportion there. It, it You know, you, you can have a family vacation there. I mean, honestly, like, my wife has been trying to get her mom to want to go so, like, all of us could go, and then we'd have a built-in babysitter, too. Uh, but she has no desire to do it. She's like, I don't like gambling. I'm like, it's not all about gambling. There, there's so much there, uh, but... I'm 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 sl- uh, slightly getting off topic. I I moved into moved into travel, but uh, I don't know. I mean, it's not like I have the money to do all this travel anyway. So you know, let let my kids get a little bit older and see what happens. I don't know. Maybe 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 I'll get to go out and see Scrams next summer. I don't know. <laughs> I I, re- I really want to go to Goose Island and shit like that. I mean, hopefully at some point within the next some number of months. Uh, Boston for uh, Sam Adams, so, and you know the kid, the kids would be coming for that, so, yeah, I'll figure it out. But yeah, so like like Kitty said, you know, when they get older, it gets easier. So that's really gotta what I gotta wait for. Eh. But yes, 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 I know. Yeah, Dennis questioning my priorities. Whatever. Uh, let me move on to more beer and not travel related things here. Uh, from the drinksbusiness dot com. Religious people more aggressive when drunk. Oh, you don't say. 
those who hold strong religious beliefs are more likely to be aggressive when drunk, according to a recent study. A U.S. study carried out, and this is actually kind of unique because drinks business, a lot of the studies they show are U.K. studies, so this is kind of nice, a U.S. study. A U.S. study carried out in Kentucky, oh boy, on 520 individuals aged between 21 and 35 years found that those who held strong spiritual and religious views were more likely to become aggressive and violent after drinking compared to people without such beliefs, as reported by the Daily Mail. Well, okay, there's, there's your U.K. connection there. Uh, each participant was given either an alcoholic or non-alcoholic drink, with psychologists having already assessed the degree of their spiritual beliefs. Professor Peter Giancola of the University of Kentucky College of Arts and Sciences, who led the study, claiming that in many cases, the stronger the person's views, the more hostile and aggressive they became when drinking. He said, oversimplifying, in many cases, the more religious someone is, the more aggressive they'll become after drinking alcohol. For the purposes of the study, a spiritual person was defined as someone who finds meaning in the sacred, regardless of which religion they follow. The study was originally intended to identify risk factors to prevent alcohol-related violence, but the correlation drawn between religion and aggression said to be a surprise. He said the study suggested that alcohol releases the beast within in those with strongly held religious beliefs. Uh, Jean Cola could not explain why this was the case and said further work was required to better understand the relationship between religion and alcohol. Now, my take on this is somebody with very strong religious beliefs they are probably a very strong-willed person. Some may even say they are a very stubborn person. Um, for instance, you know, somebody on the atheist side of the fence may say that they are um, stubborn, despite you know, um, despite logic trying to you know prove otherwise or whatnot. Uh, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to get down on religion here at all. Um, but basically. You know, and you you have you know your strong-willed atheists, very stubborn atheists. You could also say, um, I don't know. Okay, let's say I am in a bar watching hockey. Let's say I've been drinking quite a bit. Now, okay, first of all, to to paint the picture here. I am not a religious person. I am not a militant atheist or anything like that. Um, you know, atheist, maybe leaning agnostic, I don't know. Um, but not militant about it. I'm not, you know, like the Reddit assholes that do that. Um, but Sam at a bar watching hockey. Now, you people that know me know that I am a very passionate hockey fan. I think that's the word I want. If you're very passionate about something, if you're if you're passionate about something, I think that may make you more aggressive when drinking. So if you're passionate about your religion or your ideology, if you're passionate about your lack of belief, back to my situation here, if you're passionate about a certain hockey team and say certain hockey team being the Red Wings is playing another certain hockey team let's say the Penguins and uh, I don't know let's uh, let's say the captain of the Penguins decides to take a dive and uh, one of the Red Wings gets called for tripping and I've been drinking quite a bit 
and say I'm with two other Red Wings fans and there are three Penguins fans there, I may get a bit aggressive too because of what I'm passionate about. Um, but <laughs> fuck you, Dennis. Yeah, pulled those hockey teams right out of the hat, did you? Hey, Dennis, want to go see uh, the Wings and Devils on uh, the day after Thanksgiving? <laughs> yeah, they're actually playing that day. <laughs> Red Sox bashing the Wings again. Oh, and Sherry wants to meet Scrams and or uh, Scram. Or, yeah, Sherry wants to meet Scrams with me in uh, Chicago, along with Mitch, I suppose. The uh, bearded wonder. <laughs> um. Wait, um, Roy Black on Crack said there's a website called Drink Studies. No, the drinks business. That's what I was talking about before. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I think I think it's less specifically religion and strong religious beliefs. I think it's a passionate person. Somebody, somebody that has a strong passion towards something. Uh, I don't, I mean, the, the, the website didn't, the article didn't raise the fact that whether after they drank, whether religion was brought up at all. I mean, that may make them more aggressive. I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm not an aggressive person when I drink anyway. Um, I may yell at the TV during hockey when I've been drinking, but otherwise I just get all melancholy after like the third or fourth bottle. So I'm a, I'm a, I'm a goofy into sad drunk. I'm one of those. I just finished the rumble Oak aged IPA. Very, 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 very good. Very happy with that. Uh, Sherry says she has no strong views. Must be why, must be why she's such a lovable drunk. Yes, Sherry. Sherry is probably one of the most lovable drunks I've ever seen. If if you've well, yeah, I don't think we have any footage of. Well, then again, no, I take that back. I think I do have some footage somewhere of uh, Sherry drunk, but I, uh, I I am not releasing it because it it contains other people in the footage that do not want to have footage posted and I'm, I'm being nice about that so but uh yeah sherry sherry is a very very lovable drunk mm. um i'll hit one more thing here before i go to break um uh, back to my uh home state this is from click on fake brewery part of michigan's crackdown on drunk driving now this this campaign of theirs it it's it, they call it the traffic safety brewing company it does seem a little hacky but to be fair there's a creative element to it that i can appreciate there's no shame in cracking down on drunk driving um as as i think we on mlr know all too well you know drunk driving kind of bad um kind of bad no really bad and uh, it'll it'll land you in jail. But uh, here's an image from it. I'll post in the chat here. And if you're not in the chat, morelikeradio.com slash live. Join us in there. Um, Traffic Safety Brewing Company. A couple examples they have in this uh, image here. Basically, th- the way they're doing it, it, um, it, it's, you know, obviously a faux brewing company. And they have a spoof beverage list with different beers. Now, the cool thing is that they actually went with different styles here. They didn't just, you know, go straight up lager and leave it at that. Um, but the ones I, I have on the image in the chat here, designated driver dark. Start your night right by designating a sober driver who will see everyone gets home safely. 
be sure to say thank you by purchasing as much food and non-alcoholic beverages as they want. Uh, let's see. Left my keys at home logger. Avoid any chance of getting behind the wheel after a few too many by leaving your car keys at home. And don't leave Dutch on the porch. House keys are not included with this order, so don't forget them. Uh, and then, let's see. Let me hit up the slideshow here. Uh, responsible Red. With the rich, bold flavors of accountability, dependability, and trustworthiness, you're the life of the party when you celebrate responsibly. Like I said... It is kind of hacky. Uh, buckle up IPA, quick and easy to use. Seatbelt reduce the risk of injury or death in a crash. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, phone a friend porter or phone a cab and wait for said cab. And uh, don't get impatient about said cab. Um, oh, and speaking of, call a cab cider. Smooth and somewhat luxuri- luxurious, your ride home is worry-free when you call a local cab company. With built-in door-to-door service, you'll end your night in style and not in the Essex, Essex Falls uh, jail. And let's see, left my keys at home longer. And then the designated driver, Dark. So eh, it's it, it's a hacky bit. You know, it's part of Michigan's strategic highway safety plan. Um, they, they had a drive sober, get pulled over effort. Last year, 267 motorists arrested for drunk driving. Over 4,000 seatbelt and child restraint citations issued. So, I mean, they're they're serious about it. Um, I don't know how much of an effect a campaign like this will have. Um, I mean, we're aware of the dangers of drunk driving. You, you gotta, you know, at this point, you gotta kind of be stupid not to be aware of it. Um, sometimes though, uh, people just willingly do it. Um, yeah, D- Dennis is asking if there's a ran a stop sign after promising to get a cab IPA. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still, yeah, that, that is, that is disappointing. Um, but see, th- th- this is why I'm, I'm always, I'm always very careful. Um, uh, they're they're just they're just uh, funny names, Marianne. Just for a campaign, yeah. It's 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 like it, basically a fake brewing company they came up with. So, um, although you know what, that would be smart if they were non-alcoholic beers. If they actually did decide to do these, at oh, see, this this is what they should have done. They should have actually maybe contracted through a Michigan brewery like Founders, or well, then again. A craft brewer like that, are they really going to want to make non-alcoholic beers? I mean, honestly, uh, you know, go through like O'Doul's or something like that. And uh, um, maybe maybe I'll be able to show you such footage, Sherry, uh, if I get permission from other parties involved. I'll just I'll just say that. <laughs> um, but I do I do have said footage. But I mean, contract out for somebody to make these non-alcoholic brews and just label them as such. I mean, you don't have to make them, you know, something great, but it, it would, that would be a good way to promote awareness. And you know what? It, it, Dennis is kind of right. Face it. If that's what they did, we spend the entire show trashing them. Yeah, that's true. Um, I can just see a bartender, you know, saying, well, wouldn't you rather like a designated driver dark? Yeah. It, it, they mean well, but it just, it, it comes across as way too hacky and douchey. So there's really, there's really no winning with it. You make a drunk driving awareness campaign. It's either got to be one of those things where it's horrific and there's you know blood in a commercial or something like that, or it's something like this. So, is what it is. Uh, after the break, uh, I got some lists and uh, some a few more articles. 
one about a woman who stole a bottle of Mad Dog 2020, and you'll never guess why. I mean, why would somebody steal Mad Dog 2020 anyway, right? Alcohol by volume, Kevin Show. Hey! It's the name of the show. Hey! More like radio, less like crap. Want more alcohol by volume? Because I'm kind of drunk for this. Let's shit nuts! Download past episodes at morelikeradio.org. Join the Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash alcohol by volume. Like the Facebook page, facebook.com slash MLR alcohol by volume. And follow along on Twitter at MLR underscore alcohol. I find your drunkenness very unappealing. I am drunk, or I wouldn't be talking to you. Talk Radio Meltdown. I literally think I got an Instagram. I think I posted one, possibly two photos, and I haven't touched the same. Both of beer. No, actually, uh, one of them was of uh, his I know balls. My- <laughs> <laughs> it never ends. <laughs> Talk Radio Meltdown every Friday from four to six p.m. Eastern on MoreLikeRadio.com. Hey, smokers, you stink! I'm not talking about your character. That's a given. I'm talking about your clothes. It's time to kick the butts and move over to something more pleasant. I'm talking about e-cigs from Smokeless Image. They're cheaper than cigarettes, don't smell, and are available in a wide variety of flavors ranging from mints, fruits, desserts, or the traditional tobacco flavors if that's what you want. Simply go to tinyurl.com slash mlrsmoke for all your vaping needs. That's tinyurl.com slash mlrsmoke. The Conti and Kenny Show. Real, real quick, Marianne in the chat room was like, do I know you mud flaps? Never thought I'd ever ask a question like that. <laughs> no, that's me. <laughs> she must have been standing naked over a mirror on the floor. <laughs> do I know you mud flaps? My gyno does. Open up. Here comes the here comes the, uh, the, the the tongues. Here comes the old vagina salad tongues. <laughs> Come on, I see a crouton in there. <laughs> the Conti and Kenny Show Monday nights seven to ten on MoreLikeRadio.com. Hey, are you absolute garbage? Let me guess, an alcoholic, a drug addict. When was the last time you were even out of your house? Well, why don't you join us for the Red Show? We're all about personal betterment and self-esteem. I want to do, uh, you know, maybe like uh, City Meets the Swamp. Something. Something. I hope it ends up with the fucking city getting eaten by a goddamn alligator. Ambassadors of peace at any income level. That's what we do here. We're all about olive branches. (laughs) No, you're a fucking white trash asshole. You're about olive fucking garden. Okay? (laughs) (laughs) One thing we don't forget is how important our fans are. Is there anything more you want to say about any of these uh, cocksuckers that are listening? No, I don't think so. Okay. And we recognize the struggles and hardships of our friends. We don't give a fuck. I hope you <laughs> relapsed. Burn in hell, bull. Oh my god. What are you I meant doing? I love you, bro. Get better. So come join us live Wednesday nights and experience functional substance abuse on The Red Show. Only on More Like Radio. You're doing some things with Enya, correct? I hope you end your life. Now get off the microphone while I talk to my pal. Mr. Turtle, how many hosts does it take to make a podcast as good as the Shy Kids podcast? I ain't never made it through a whole episode. Ask Mr. Owl. Mr. Owl, 
How many hosts does it take to make a podcast as good as the Shy Kids podcast? Let's find out. A one, a two, a three, three. How many hosts does it take to make a podcast as good as the Shy Kids podcast? The world may never know. I said three, motherfucker. The Shy Kids podcast. Saturdays, 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific at morelikeradio.com. We are the Shy Kids. You know the way at the start of the last episode, we went through uh, different nationalities, you know, and now people know that we're Irish. <laughs> and now people know that we're all shite at accents as well. <laughs> but I was wondering, is it prejudice to not make fun of, like, all of the countries? Where are you going for here? We'll name check every country on the show, that way no one can be mad. How about that? I could do Swedish. Oh, yeah. Birdie, birdie. <laughs> and to the Italians? Papa the poopy. Papa the poopy. <laughs> okay. To the Mexicans? Hey, hey man. <laughs> uh, Spain? Hey. <laughs> uh, Singapore? Oh. <laughs> Amazing. Australians? Cockerel to dog. No. You're a big loop, are you? <laughs> no, that sounds That's like limerick or something. <laughs> That's right, we never slag off the Irish, do we? Someone put a bomb in me potato. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. OSW Review. All Irish, all racist. <laughs> Saturday's noon east. Join Halls and Rorschach as they bring you the news you need to get you through your weekend. Ali, can you hear me? Yes. <laughs> okay, Ali, I'm outside right now. It's, uh... It's uh, it's really boring hard out here. Uh, Sounds like it. Where are you at? Are you in Antarctica? Uh, wait a minute, Holly. I see somebody coming toward me. There's a, there's a man coming toward me. Uh, hold on a second. Uh, what, you, uh, uh, what are you doing in my yard? I'm getting too old for this shit. guys, it's Halls from It's All About Me. Join Rorschach and myself every Saturday from noon to 2 Eastern Time right here on More Like Radio. Do you like video games? Are you a little antisocial? Well, listen to Antisocial Gamer Radio Tuesdays from 3 to 5 on morelikeradio.com. Have you ever wanted something so bad that you do just about anything for it? Well, that's exactly how we feel about you. That's right. AdamandEve.com wants you so bad. We're giving you 10 free gifts with your first order. You heard me right. That's 10 free gifts to spice up your love life. First, you'll get a sexy surprise for her. Second, an adventurous toy for him. And third, a little something we know you'll both enjoy. Plus, you'll get six full-length adult movies on DVD. And number 10, free shipping on your entire order. That's 10 free gifts for you shy types who've never tried Adam and Eve before. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item. It could be an adventurous new toy, a sexy piece of lingerie, or anything you desire. Just enter offer code DEAL48 
at checkout and you'll get all 10 free gifts, including free shipping. That's offer code DEAL48. That's D-E-A-L 48 at adamandeve.com. Hey, you. Yes, you guessed 10,542. Change your username. And while you're in a more like radio live page listening to fine quality programming, notice the banner ad just slightly above the chat room. It's a link to something you want in Amazon. Click it. It's probably reminding you to order something you need from Amazon.com. Don't leave MLR and type the URL like a sucker. Just click the link and it'll open in a new window. This way you can buy your shit and continue listening to the show. Now, change your username. It's right there on the right, stupid. A ton of lineups stronger than Owen Hart's safety harness. More like radio.com. Other internet radio stations are gay. You're listening to Alcohol by Volume on More Like Radio. Okay, so what would cheer Mallory up? What does she like? Archer and money and liquor. Besides that... Some different liquor. You know what always cheers me up? We're not giving her cocaine. I was gonna say cock. Yes, dude. Ow! You done? I am, thank you. Ass. And Pam, that's not a bad idea. Hmm. I don't know if I'd be comfortable with that. I mean, even for me, Let it's... me stop you before you say what it is you think I'm talking about. Getting shitty drunk on two different kinds of liquor, dressing up like Mr. Archer, and banging the old lady with a strap... <clears throat> Ow! That's not what I had in mind. Okay, good. Because the dressing up like Mr. Archer part makes it kind of weird. I... I'd have to be super drunk. Like, so drunk, I bet I wouldn't even enjoy... <laughs> Welcome back to Alcohol by Volume, hour number two going on here, here on More Like Radio. Uh, the phone number to call in, 862-345-7125, that's 862-ALCOHOL, and you can Skype Alcohol by Volume, uh, all one word. Uh, let's see, oh and of course, if you're listening live and you want to join the chat, morelikeradio.com slash live. If you're not listening live and you're listening via podcast, Stitcher, rebroadcast, whatever, you can listen live every Tuesday night from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern Time. The chat is hopping tonight, so join in. We've got a lot of people in there. I'm very, very pleased with that. Um, so let's see. The next next news article I got coming up, uh, another bit of uh, Anheuser-Busch InBev uh, being assholes, basically. Uh, here we go. Truck driver lawsuit says Anheuser-Busch InBev denied overtime and discouraged meal and rest breaks. This is from Fortune.com. Uh, Anheuser-Busch InBev has been hit with a $5 million lawsuit by a pair of its employees who said the beer brewing giant failed to pay its truck drivers for overtime hours and did not allow them to take meal and rest breaks. Um going to be let's see uh it's gonna be a putative class action suit filed on behalf of other anheuser-busch InBev drivers the plaintiffs say they're still determining the potential size of the class but it could reach 400 members based on the number of california drivers the company either currently employs or employed within the last four years um let's see uh the two that are starting the lawsuit here uh do they have names uh, Charles Hill and Joe Correa. 
Uh, they've worked for the company for more than 40 years combined, said they've worked numerous weeks in excess of 40 hours during their time with AB InBev. The company has not paid them the minimum overtime rate of 1.5 times their regular pay for the extra hours they worked. Uh, they also say AB InBev did not allow them to take paid meal and rest breaks, despite the company having a written policy to allow such breaks. Now, I can understand if that policy was not in place, they'd be like, go screw, you know, you, you, you know, take a meal or whatever on your own time. Uh, the drivers say they're normally paid a flat daily rate plus an additional 10 cents per case of alcoholic beverages that they deliver to retailers throughout California. Uh, the lawsuit argues the company used the piece rate payment structure specifically to eliminate any payments due for rest breaks. Uh, they explain it here. The drivers end up being discouraged from taking breaks because they're paid the same amount based on the number of cases delivered, whether they take a break or not. So, you know, uh, I probably shouldn't take a break, get it there quicker and... Um, as such, the lawsuit argued it was impossible to take a break and be paid for the time. Plaintiffs seeking at least $5 million in damages for the putative class action, as well as additional individual damages and attorney's fees. Anheuser-Busch, um, they, they, kind of a stock statement for them. We're very familiar with the requirements of wage and hour laws and take all necessary steps to ensure we're in compliance. We care about the well-being of our employees and take these allegations seriously. Now, in my job, I mean, I, I'm not a truck driver, but I, I've dealt with BS regarding meal breaks and such. You know, just stupid, stupid shit. Basically being guilted into working through your lunch. And we, I mean, our, we, we don't get paid for our lunch breaks at my job. Uh, and, you know, th there, would, there would be many a days I would have to work through lunch and fucking not get paid for it. And it was bullshit. Um but you know, I, it, I I figured that was just part of the job. I mean, um, my union would get pissed when they would see that I wasn't taking a lunch. But whatever. Um, but if if this is true with these truck drivers, it's not only pretty shitty by AB and Bev doing it to you know save some money, but that ends up being a fucking public hazard considering how dangerous the lack of rest could be for truck drivers. Um. So, I mean, you think. These truck drivers don't get rest and suddenly fall asleep at the wheel and careen into a minivan carrying a family of five. So, who the fuck knows? And AB and Bev would be liable for that, obviously. Um, but let's uh, see what happens with this lawsuit. I know I always get follow-ups on these different lawsuits. Like, um, for instance, I know there was one... Um, recently there wasn't a whole lot to the story but i think rogue was suing another brewery that was they used the name rogue in the name of one of their beers and i think it ended up getting settled out of court if i remember correctly um in more fun news here live-in caretaker drinks a hundred and two thousand dollars worth of old whiskey and dies <laughs> uh this is from newseveryday.com uh, a former living caretaker of a Pittsburgh area mansion, well, of course, yeah, Pittsburgh, drank over $102,000 worth of old whiskey, which he was supposed to be looking after. Unfortunately, the whiskey caused his death since it was too old and not safe for consumption. Makes you wonder why these people were uh, hanging on to this whiskey in the first place if, you know, not going to drink it anyway. And I love this article because they didn't even try and get 
an image of the whiskey. No, they got a photo from Wikipedia, a file photo of whiskey. Oh, yes, very helpful. We don't know what whiskey is. Good job. John W. Saunders, aged 63, was initially charged with theft after he was caught with stolen goods. However, he died on July 21st, and the following week, Westmoreland County Judge Rita Hathaway dismissed the case. Uh, Saunders was the caretaker for mansion owner Patricia Hill, bleh, who, uh, who found nine cases of Old Farm Pure Rye produced by the West Overton Distilling Company in the early 1900s in the walls and stairwell of her Georgian mansion in Pittsburgh. Um, okay, now, to be fair, it, I guess it doesn't sound like she was going to drink them, so this uh, caretaker was an idiot. That's kind of what it comes down to. Um, uh, I guess in the end, all the news coverage has helped the business. Hill told the Tribune Review it wasn't a total loss. The mansion's owner had claimed she had found nine 12 bottle ca- wow, twelve bottle cases of whiskey. So that's ninety. That's a hundred and hundred eight. Goddamn, one hundred eight bottles Whew. hidden in the century-old mansion built by industrialist J.P. Brennan after she bought it in twenty twelve. The whiskey was produced in the early nineteen hundreds and was appraised at more than two thousand dollars a bottle. Saunders was charged after the owner discovered fifty two empty bottles, on which. D- Police found DNA from Saunders' saliva. Jesus Christ! Holy crap! Um, of course, the commenters on this article... Uh, <laughs> the commenters on this article are chiming in with this. Uh, somebody said, Whiskey doesn't become unsafe to drink with age. If it was unsafe to drink, it was so from the day it was bottled. This old man died from some other cause, drinking 52 bottles of whiskey, perhaps. Now, somebody else chimed in. False alcohol only stays good in the bottle if the airtight seal holds over the years. Uh, Let's see. Somebody else says, false again. Whiskey will be fine even over 100 years in the bottle. If the airtight seal was loose, then the liquid will oxidize but not become poisonous. This affects the taste, but it can't kill you. So that is very curious. Uh, Was this whiskey bad from the very beginning? Um, (laughs) Oi. Oi, hurtful, hurtful comments in this article. Uh, Jesus Howard Christ says, I'm glad this man got what he deserved. That was one expensive suicide. Um, oh, God, now somebody's accusing somebody else of being a liberal. Then somebody else saying, why can't conservatives use punctuation? It always, it always goes down into that. It's, it's crazy. Um the upside for Ms. Hill is that the remaining 56 should be worth twice as much. Fewer bottles left in the world, but she may have to add a new label regarding the opportunity to die if you drink it. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I, I am very curious about that. I mean, it, it, like some, I mean, your mileage may vary with this. Like, you know, somebody said there, if the airtight seal is loose, it's going to oxidize it, but it's not going to turn it into poison. So um, I'm wondering what time span this guy drank 52 bottles of this stuff i don't know um i mean if he drank them all in one evening well yeah of course he freaking died um but no wait but uh, he was charged with theft after he was caught with them and then he died on july 25th i don't fucking know i don't know anyway some old guy drank too much old rare whiskey and died from it that's basically what it comes down to. Um, 
Oh, okay, hold on. Uh, I will link you guys to the article because there, yes, there could probably be some very, very constructive uh, constructive conversation there. So, putting that in the chat. Uh, hop to it, people. <laughs> I'd like to see some very relevant comments. Um, and if anybody promotes uh, alcohol by volume, I'm, I'm not going to complain about that at all, you know. Just do do it professionally, you know. Um, don't don't get me arrested or anything like that. Uh, another article from the drinks business. Uh, more more stupidity in uh, drinking here. Love struck woman steals four dollar bottle of Mad Dog Twenty Twenty to join her boyfriend in jail. I will post an image of this um, award winner here, Alicia Walicki. She got herself arrested so she could be reunited with her boyfriend in jail. How sweet and romantic, right? Yeah. Um, a Texas woman stole a bottle of cheap wine and drank it on the street until the police turned up so she could bo- join her boyfriend in jail. In what the New York Daily News described as crazy, stupid love, a 22-year-old Texas woman stole a bottle of wine. Quit calling Mad Dog 2020 wine. Mad Dog 2020 is not wine. Oy. Um, stole a bottle of Mad Dog 2020 so she'd be arrested and then be able to see her boyfriend in jail. I don't think she knows how jail works. Uh, Alicia Wellicki stole a bottle of Mad Dog 2020 from a Shell petrol station in Cedar Park, Texas, before sitting down in the car park to drink it, according to a warrant obtained by the Austin American Statesman. Um, Wellicki claimed she took the bottle of 399 rot gut wine. Because, according to the warrant, her boyfriend was arrested earlier that evening, and it was her fault. So she wanted to make things right and go to jail. <sighs> we got a real genius here. Uh, Willicky, who had two prior arrests for theft, and had also been previously arrested for assault after biting a police officer. Yep, a real winner. Was released on Friday on a bail of $5,000 from the Williamson County Jail. Notice she bites a police officer, but they don't shoot her multiple times. It's very odd. Um, Mad Dog 2020 is a sweet, inexpensive American fortified wine with an alcohol content of between 13% and 18%, a part of a group of American alcoholic drinks commonly referred to as rot gut and described by the Oxford Dictionary as, quote, a poor quality and potentially harmful alcoholic drink. Yeah, you know, uh, when my, uh, when my son was born, uh, Mad Dog 2020 was what I was going to buy, uh, to, uh, drink in the hospital to, uh, calm my nerves a bit. But uh, instead, I got like root beer schnapps and uh, mixed that with like Coke Zero, I think. And, and that was pretty close to blackout drunk. I did pass out at one point and woke up to a, uh, a nurse tossing scrubs at me, telling me to uh, put them on because my wife was in labor. Now, it, th- that was not me being irresponsible. That was just me being fucking nervous. And that was how I coped with it. Um, Thursday, I'm going to be pretty much stone cold sober. Uh, gonna eat some potato chips. That that is gonna be the extent of my uh, binging on things. Um, Urban Dictionary describes Mad Dog Twenty Twenty as being as majestic as the cascading waters of a drain pipe, and warns anyone who can afford a dentist should steer clear of this disaster. Well, but they're also bright and colorful flavors. I actually found that the uh, Quick Check convenience store near me uh, has, I think, like three or four different flavors of Mad Dog 2020. So if I really wanted to buy some, I could go get some right now. But uh, I have uh, better things to drink. I mean, shit, Boone's Farm is uh, better to drink than that, I would say. 
Uh, okay. Um, you know what? I'll dip into some lists tonight because I've been holding on to some lists, and lists are always good radio because I can provide good commentary for them, I think. Uh, this, God damn it, another one from the drinks business. They are knocking it out of the park this week. I'm very happy with the content they provide this uh, well-oiled show. Um, it's another weirdest alcoholic drinks article. Now, obviously, um, you know, I, I've seen, I've seen a lot of those lists. I've talked about a lot of those lists on the show. This one actually has some new entries I've never seen before. I'm skipping over the ones I've seen too many times, like the Mamma Mia pizza beer, which I still support completely. And I think it is delicious, particularly if you like garlic. I don't know. I'm weird like that. Or the bacon vodka, which I have a bottle of right next to me. So I'll start with the first one here. Birch sap wine. Uh, A staple in any keen forest forager's repertoire. Birch sap wine is not as odd as it might first sound. The sap itself extracted from birch trees during a very short two-week harvesting period in mid-March is slightly sweet, containing sugars, proteins, amino acids, and enzymes. It can be used to make a variety of foods, including syrup, much in the same way as maple syrup, and for the more adventurous, wine. It's made by heating the sap with sugar, yeast, and lemons and letting it ferment over a five-day period. And it's not just wild foraging types who are making birch sap wine. Uh, Winemakers at Sav in... um, Oh, God, I'm going to fuck this up. Jamtland, Sweden, uh, produce a sparkling birch sap wine, which is said to taste of citrus, some sourdough bread, and nuts. Actually sounds pretty good. With a long, slightly nutty, balanced aftertaste of forest, fungus, herbs, and apples, a recipe that dates back to 1785. I am actually curious if... um, if there's any birch sap wine, like, domestically released at retail around here. Uh, that is something I would like to try. Uh, let's see. Second on the list here, Rose Petal Wine. Commissioned by the Royal National Rose Society, Britain's Lurgishaw Winery, which incidentally also makes a birch sap wine. Okay. Uh, produces a rather lovely pink-hued wine infused with hand-picked rose petals. Described as an intensely aromatic rosé, This medium-dry wine is said to be reminiscent of Turkish delight. The winery recommends drinking it on its own or mixing with kava or perhaps even champagne. I could see mixing it with champagne. Um, Okay, the Mamma Mia pizza beer, which I still say is delicious. Um, Snake and scorpion wine, been over that before. This is a new one on me. Reindeer antler whiskey. Uh, This traditional rice grain Thai whiskey is made by infusing actual reindeer antlers, ginseng roots, and other special medicinal herbs in a large clay pot for several months, after which it is filtered and bottled and ready to horrify your young child on Christmas morning when you say that Blitzen got made into whiskey. Uh, Reindeer antlers are believed to increase virility and improve well-being, and while in some Southeast Asian circles it's believed consuming them will bring you higher social status. Now, see, I always wonder what flavor elements things like this will ever bring to a beverage, but they said uh, the spirit is said to have a rich, earthy finish with a woody aroma and a slight uh, sweet taste with a hint of licorice. Um whether that comes from medicinal herbs, what what flavor is actually coming from the antlers, I don't know. I mean, it's kind of like, what is it, that that, that they were uh, trying to make a whale penis beer. Eh, what flavor are you going to get at that? Or, um, or, or, or there was like a fossilized whale 
bone, beer, something like that. Uh, at least the, the seaweed and kelp beer. Those make sense because those were actually adding some sort of attribute to the beer, you know, giving it a kind of different flavor. Um, let's see. Uh, Roadblock on crack. Oh, George Washington, Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Nice. Um, <laughs> Ignore the semen mojito cocktail posted in the Facebook group. Uh, uh, and no problem, Brent. If if you're grilling, that is that is uh, perfectly fine to ignore us if you're grilling because grilling is delicious. And God damn it, why am I always hungry after my show? It's because we start talking about food. That's why. Um, uh, Dennis might enjoy this. Uh, this is three penis liquor. Uh, perhaps taking the prize for the most bizarre drink on this list is Tessi Sambianju which roughly translates to three penis liquor. It is made by brewing seal penis, deer penis, and Cantonese dog penis to produce a Chinese rice wine, which is also a traditional medicine believed to impart male potency and virility to the drinker. Bottles of Teshi Sanbianji can apparently be found in supermarkets across Shanghai. Now, I guess in a, in a case like this, they're not trying to impart taste, but they're trying to impart some mystical property so i suppose it makes sense if you're into that um oh my you know what i'm I'm actually looking at the entry here for bacon vodka and they say the spirits most commonly recommended serve is the bacon martini and the pickled bacon martini a combination of pickle juice and bacon vodka oh pickle juice and bacon vodka Mm. uh i'm gonna have to gonna have to look that up i have pickle juice i think that'd be good um, I don't think I've ever mentioned this one before. And this, this is disturbing to me. Baby mice wine. Baby mice wine is a traditional Chinese and Korean beverage made from fermented baby mice. Yes, there are baby mice in the bottle. Um, I will... <laughs> Siobhan, grab dinner to come back to whale penis. Yep. That's, that's what happens on this show. It always comes back to penis somehow. Um, Dennis saying the uh, three penises more fun with other liquor. So this, oh God, this is the, this is the baby mice wine believed to be an effective health tonic in some quarters. Again, this is a health tonic kind of thing, particularly in rural Korea. It's made by dropping live mice. Oh, poor baby mice aged just two or three days old into a bottle of rice wine where they're left to stew for around a year before consuming the resulting beverage is said to taste not unlike gasoline. Ugh. Poor baby mice. What did they ever do? Uh, seagull wine. I know I mentioned that before, um, which uh, disturbs me still. Um, the sour toe cocktail. mentioned that before about that bar in Canada that uh, had the uh, toe dropped into their drink and the guy that swallowed the freaking toe apparently they're still looking for another toe um oh wait are they um hold on uh okay yeah they are still looking for a toe apparently uh ugh. here's another one for you dennis uh tong uh tong also known as feces wine yes whale penis and feces and all sorts of penises and everything and baby mice and Oh, this is a disgusting segment. 
Since publishing this roundup, it's been brought to our attention there exists a drink made from human feces. We felt a list such as this couldn't ignore such a beverage. Now, I know there was um, there was one I mentioned a, some months back that I think actually had baby feces. But I guess this is just human, straight-up adult human feces. Um, originates from Korea, again. Uh, said to be made by submerging a bamboo stick in a chamber pot which contains feces and alcohol and leaving it there for several months to ferment, after which the mixture is removed from the bamboo stick, another less time-consuming method, Ew. is to simply mix alcohol with feces for several days. Ugh. Well, my feces are mixed with alcohol, so there you go. Um, the rice wine drink all but died out in the 1960s, but was once considered an effective treatment for cuts, bruises, and a host of other ailments, including curing epilepsy. Yep. Okay. Uh, and that was the last one in this article. Thank God, because how are you going to top shit? How are you going to top shit? And yes, I will isolate that, Dennis, because that will be a promo there. Ah. Uh, this 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 is um some some cocktails here that uh might be a little bit more uh, tasty for for our uh, western palates I'd say. Ah, uh, this is from first we feast the uh, drink section of their website, boozy cocktail co- ugh, boozy coffee cocktail recipes. Sorry, I got got tripped up on the cock there. Nothing. Nobody. What? Okay. Um. I, I am a fan of putting liquor into my coffee. I don't get to do it too often because uh, most of the time when I'm having my coffee, I'm picking it up from Starbucks and then I'm uh, then I'm at work. Uh, I could allegedly pour a little bit of rum from a flask into my coffee, but I forget to do that most days, so it doesn't happen. Uh, this one, the first one they have on here is the Dead Rabbit Irish Coffee. Uh, let's see what this recipe... Uh, includes here. If I can load it up from liquor.com. Um, uh, three quarters of an ounce of, and I'm going to fuck this up, uh, Demerara syrup, one part Demerara, Demerara sugar, and one part water. Uh, one and a half ounces of Clontarf Irish whiskey. I am not familiar with that brand of whiskey, but okay. Uh, four ounces brewed coffee, hot, and heavy cream, lightly whipped. And, um, you know, they, they go into how to make the cocktail, but basically you mix the shit together. So, makes sense, right? Uh, see, it, r- right now, see, I, I need I need basic ingredients. Just tell me whiskey. Tell me, you know, Irish whiskey. Tell me rum. You know, don't, don't give me specific brands. I don't want to go that far. East African Spritz uh, features Rwandan and Ethiopian coffees, which are known for their hint of acidity. Let's check out this recipe here. See if this is any um, any weirdness. You can probably get Ethiopian coffee or Rwandan coffee at Starbucks to some degree, right? Oh, maybe not. Uh, for the coffee, 1.5 ounces Rwanda Boof Cafe from Detour Coffee Roasters. 13 ounces water, 6.5 ounces ice. For the cocktail, 16 ounces coffee, 4 ounces aged rum. Okay, that's easy enough. 1 ounce arancello. Uh, I don't know what Arancello is. I am going to assume it is an orange liqueur, perhaps. Uh, and an orange peel for garnish. And, you know, standard, combine that. I, 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 need to, I need to find a recipe I can do with the shit that I have here at home. That's what I need to do. Um, <laughs> uh, 
Siobhan says, mouth was too full of food to respond to that, but want to elaborate. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I'm the wrong person to trip over the cock on this station, I think. <laughs> See, I said it again. What's wrong with me? Uh, this is one I think I would like. Creamy and boozy iced coffee. Let's see here. I would assume there's probably ice cream or something in this. Uh, let's see. It freaking looks phenomenal. This this one this one looks great. So I'll post a picture of this in the chat. And I actually have some of those uh, some of those like jar mugs. Mine mine have a Limerita logo on it, but then eh, you know still works. Uh, Jesus Christ! Give me the recipe on this page. Okay, here we go. Uh. They got Frangelico in it. Uh, oh my God, this page goes on forever. Okay, here we go. Six ounces strong brewed coffee, well chilled, large handful of ice cubes. One ounce Frangelico, one ounce half and half. Uh, sweetener to taste. Uh, whip topping. A pinch of dark chocolate shavings, which are optional. And squirted chocolate syrup, also optional. So if I had Frangelico, I could easily do this. Um da -da 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 -da. Yeah, see, they're, they're smart with this. They suggest freezing the leftover coffee in ice cube trays for coffee ice cubes. That is that is always an excellent idea, whether it's for iced coffee or a booze coffee kind of drink. Uh, another one here called Morning Stubble. Uh, this sounds like a man's kind of drink. Uh, and again, the page here. Uh, oh, gee, okay, half ounce rye, half ounce gin. Uh, why are they giving me these things I can't pronounce? Half ounce Maletti Amaro, uh, half ounce Bonal Gentian Quina, and a dash of Angostura bitters, and four ounces of iced Central American coffee brewed in the Japanese method on a Kalita Wave or Bon Mac. Okay, yeah, there's no way I'm ever making this damn thing. I am apparently not a man because I can't make a morning stubble. Um... Hell, I was looking at the German campsite, and I can't even do that. One ounce Jägermeister, half ounce Bonal Gentianquina, a quarter ounce of heavily peated scotch. See, there you go. I'm not going to have heavily peated scotch. Three ounces of Finca Pachapa coffee and two dashes of cocktail punk Alpino bitters. Oh, this is all fancy man shit. I can't do this. Give me something average here. Uh, Café Brasileiro. Uh, let's see if this one has any more luck for me. God damn it. No, 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 no. Uh, one and a half ounces. Sagatiba Pura Cachacha. Uh, half ounce dark chocolate liqueur. Two and a half ounces fresh hot coffee. Half ounce simple syrup. Two ounces vanilla heavy cream. Seeds from one vanilla pod. Yes, because I have that just kind of lying around my house. So far, I'm, I'm pretty much good with the uh, creamy and boozy iced coffee, and that's about it. Chantilly laced coffee punch. Okay, let's see what this one's looking like. Um, I don't want to subscribe to your website. Six cups fresh brewed strong coffee, half cup sweetened condensed milk, two tablespoons dark chocolate syrup, two teaspoons vanilla extract, half teaspoon almond extract, three cups half and half, one and a half cups Irish whiskey, Chantilly cream, the recipe is below, and cocoa powder. Okay, you know what? I could actually do that. Uh, next one here, Grand Coffee Cocktail. Um, this one has Grand Marnier in it, which that would actually probably be pretty tasty. Ounce of Grand Marnier, three ounces hot brewed coffee, uh, three quarters of an ounce of brown sugar syrup. That's easy enough. Again, I don't have Grand Marnier. Oh, I, I would love to have a fully stocked bar in my house. Would love to. Just too expensive. 
uh, butterscotch spiked coffee. That is the last one on here. Thank God, because I'm probably putting you all to sleep with this. Um, let's see. Mitch says, is there a cheese beer? Because you would apparently not be able to taste it. Oh, what the hell was the thing? No, I was talking about a um, a cheese vodka last week. I can't... Re- was that last week? It was either last week or the week before, Mitch. Um, and... <laughs> Yeah, it, uh, Siobhan says you should have been happy mispronouncing, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm forgetting already. Is is it Smithix? Is that is, am I pronouncing that right now? Uh, I didn't peek back at Facebook to make sure, but um, no, I remember the was it cheese vodka? Somebody put um, the powder from uh, boxed mac and cheese into a bottle of vodka and just kind of shook it up. Um, eh, I don't know. But uh, why, why, why the, why the, why the cheese hate there, Mitch? Just because I. Oh, okay. <laughs> Siobhan has confirmed. I actually said it right, Smittix. Thank you. See, I, I, I've been pronouncing that wrong for the past year and a half, and I just didn't know any better. And nobody else ever corrected me because I don't know. Either they didn't know, or they just liked hearing me mispronounce things. Um. Oh, yeah, but what is in this last one? Uh, butterscotch spiked coffee. Uh, half and half. Butter ripple schnapps. Uh, Kahlua, one of my favorites. Hot brewed coffee, whipping cream, and butterscotch syrup. Yeah, I, God, I haven't had Kahlua in a while. I know my wife likes Kahlua, too. One of the few alcoholic beverages she enjoys. Um, so maybe I'll have to pick up some of that for her this weekend, too, since she'll actually be able to imbibe again. Uh I can't even remember if I mentioned it on last week's show, but I, I secretly picked up a four-pack of um, record like ciders in cans uh, for her to enjoy uh, post-birthing because while she does not typically like alcohol- alcoholic beverages, she does enjoy record like cider. So I figured I'd surprise her with that because I'm a good husband. And she'll probably need it uh, after birthing a child again. Thankfully, it's C-section again. So, uh, should be mm, pretty easy. You know, just cut her open, you know, lift the baby out, and you're done, right? That, that, that's how it works, right? I think. Eh? I mean, th- th- this is all scheduled this time, at least. Last time, the epidural didn't take, and they had to put her under, and she was losing a lot of blood at one point. I mean, it, it, preeclampsia. It was, it was a fucking mess last time. So, I think Thursday will, uh, Thursday will go off much more smoothly now. Um... Uh, let's see. Yes, it's, it's, Siobhan was, was nice about the Smittics, at least. Um, I, I, I get corrections from other people where it's, where it's very harsh, very harsh. But, you know, uh, and Mitch says I'm an un- uncultured asshole. Then again, you could just say I'm from Michigan. Or you could say I live in Jersey. Both work. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Dennis, you're an uncultured asshole, too. But that's, I think, more because you're Ukrainian. So, um trying to figure out what I should do with the time allotted with the exception of the uh, new releases and reveals which I will undoubtedly get to um, you know what one more thing this, this is kind of a quickie thing uh, for, god damn it hit myself with a fucking sharpie and now my fingers all black Ugh. now my finger can't go down to Ferguson Ugh. too soon too soon 
Uh, from Draft Mag, now bubbling five new breweries to watch. This will obviously depend on your location. But um, I'll just say if you're in Colorado, if you're in Michigan, if you're in North Carolina, if you're in Georgia, if you're in Texas, these might be ones to check out for you. Uh, in Denver, we got Cerebral Brewing. They're opening this winter. Why Draft Mag thinks you should watch them. No ingredients are safe around these guys. Sneak Peaks have included grapefruit and lime spiked IPAs. Sounds good. And a collaboration Saison brewed with sunflower seeds and dandelions. Okay, not too sure about that one. Out of Detroit, Michigan, Batch Brewing, uh, opening late summer. Why you should watch. Last summer, Batch founder Stefan Roganson was awarded a $50,000 Hatch Detroit grant to launch his brewery, Proving Beer Can Play a Part in Urban Revival. The four-barrel nano outfit, Detroit's first, will pump out hoppy session beers one small batch at a time. So obviously that is going to be one where you got to go to the brewery to get that stuff. Um, here's a place I'm not going to be able to pronounce in North Carolina. Uh, Saxapaha? Saxapaha. Sounds about right. Haw River Farmhouse Ales opening this summer. The North Carolina brewery is taking a page from Belgium by crafting traditional ales. Think Saisons and Belgian Pales. And with a Yankee twist, like a white ale aged on American white oak. Sounds good. Uh, don't miss its collection of seasonals and sours brewed with local ingredients sourced through its sustainable Haw River Farmhand Exchange Network, a supply chain of local farmers. Then we got Atlanta, Georgia, second self-beer company opening this summer. Up-and-comer takes a culinary approach to beer. I like that idea because you don't necessarily see that a lot. And when you do, it is prohibitively expensive because it's very one-off kind of stuff. Very limited, um, limited edition kind of things. Two not to miss, Thai Wheat, a summery ginger-spiced wheat beer. I think Dennis may potentially like that. And Car Bomb Stout, a cream stout brewed with coffee and aged with Irish whiskey-soaked chips. That is one I would love, love, love to try. And the last one in this list here, Oak Cliff, Tex- Oak Cliff Texas. Sorry, not Clift. Oof. Noble Ray Brewing uh, opening this winter. Uh, this one sounds... Like, they got stuff I would love to try also. A solid lineup of traditional styles. Think think steam beers and brown ales. We'll go toe-to-toe with boundary-pushing pours like a strawberry rhubarb saison. Yeah, you know, when you heard rhubarb, you knew I would want to be all over that. Uh, Lorelei Rock, a German IPA. And Calaveras, a chili and pilanchillo sugar-dosed brown ale. So uh, if you're in those areas in Denver, Detroit, uh, Saxapaha, Atlanta, and Oak Cliff, Texas, keep an eye out for those breweries. You know, always, always try and support your local breweries if you can. I mean, you, you may have a bunch around you and you don't even know it. Believe me, I've looked for them around me and they're, uh, they're just not here. It's very sad. Um, oh, it, well, you know what? Uh, White House Brent here in the... Uh, Dennis. Come on. If if I could do Ukraine impression, I would do it for you. But I cannot do Ukraine impression very properly. In fact, my impression probably sound more Russian like Yakov Smirnov. In Soviet Russia, impression does you. Ha! Okay, there you go, Dennis. That was for you. White-ass Brent said if she's getting a C-section and this is your last kid, just have them put an extra stitch in her and save yourself a copay and getting yourself fixed. 
Well, strange that you mentioned that because you know what? I actually volunteered to get snipped, and my wife said, "Well, I'm already. They're already going to have me open. I mean, let me see if they can, you know, get, you know, if I can get my tubes tied when I'm in there." She checked with them, covered under the insurance and everything. They can do it during the same surgery of the C-section. And they're doing it. Yes, we are limiting ourselves to two kids, and my wife is uh, taking the bullet for that one. Uh, I Again, I completely volunteered. Even after I saw this uh, one Reddit post where this guy had a vasectomy, and something went wrong. And the doctor that he went to see about it said, in all their years of medicine, they had never, ever, ever seen it happen before. They heard about it once in medical school, but basically, like, this guy's balls more or less filled with blood and uh, just kind of became the size of grapefruit, and it looked really bad. It looked really, really bad, and that didn't scare me. I was I was real willing to take the snip, but uh, my wife's a trooper, and uh, she's, uh, she's doing it. She's taking care of that, so I'm happy with that. So, um... Well, I would say after Thursday, it means uh, all sorts of fucking. But no, she's obviously got to heal up, and well, the baby, and uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think we're we're gonna want to be dealing with that uh, right away. So with that, with that wonderful, wonderful <laughs> bit of information there, uh, let's move on to the new beer releases and reveals for the week. Uh, God damn it! Where's that page? Oof! I always have too many fucking tabs open. Um. Too many tabs open, and I don't know what happened to that. Oh, okay. Now I know what happened to that link. Here we go. Uh, Fish Brewing, which is a brewer I was not previously familiar with, but I guess they are based out of Olympia, Washington. They are the official partner that is brewing the Hobbit line of beers. There's going to be, let's see, one, two, three of them. We have uh, Golem's Precious Pills, 9.5% ABV, Strong Imperial Pills, uh, no more other details with that. Uh, I'll post one of the uh, one of the labels in here. I don't need to necessarily post all three of them. And yes, Dennis, I know I'm such a fucking romantic, right? That's why she married me. So that's the Gollum Precious Pills label. Uh, you got uh, Smog Stout. Uh, again, nine point five percent ABV. Kind of surprised by that. Um, uh, it's a Ru- it's a Russian Imperial Stout, so not as surprised. Uh, classic Russian Imperial Stout with a subtle dose of habanero chilies. And if you've never, if you like stouts and you've never had a stout with chilies in it, it provides a nice little kick to it. And the last one is uh, Bolg's Belgian Style Triple, uh, eight point. Uh, I'm sorry, eight percent ABV. Uh, flavorful, strong Belgium Triple. Don't really say much else about that, but. If you're in the distribution area of uh, Fish Brewing's, uh, well, distribution map, that was kind of redundant, right? Again, I don't think I've seen them before, so uh, West Coast, you'll probably see them, but beyond that, I'm not quite sure. Uh, Oh, shit. Okay, yeah, you know what? They're just going to be available in Oregon, so if you want these, uh, that's very odd. Not even going to be available in Washington, just Oregon. I don't understand that, but... That's what they want to do. Uh, then we got two new fall seasonals from Ninkasi, another brewer that I'm not going to see out here, but maybe one day they will get to distributing here. We got Oktoberfest. It's a Fest beer lager. 
a unique Bavarian lager that's made around the harvest time, similar to an Oktoberfest, but it has what German brewers consider to have a more hoppy presence. It's going to be available September through October, 5.9% ABV, 12-ounce bottles, 22-ounce bottles, and on draft. And then the other one coming out from Ninkasi is Ven. It's part of their Prismatic Lager series. Post this image in the chat of that. Uh, it's a Dortmund-style lager, and I'm probably pronouncing Dortmund wrong, but eh, whatever. Roy Black on Crack will correct me if that uh, if that one's wrong. Somebody will correct me, because that's what we do. Noble hot bitterness with a rounded sweet malt flavor, available September through December. 5.1% ABV, available in 12-ounce bottles and on draft. A uh, new one from Innocent Gun. This is one that if I see it, I would very much like to try it. I don't think I've had a beer or bad beer from them yet. I've I've had, I think, most of their regular releases and a few of their limited ones. This one is uh, Rare Oak Pale Ale. It's aged over rare Scottish oak, historically used for shipbuilding. Kind of a neat historical element there. Uh, it's finished with the addition of elderflower and sweet gale, which grows wild in these Scottish highlands and was used traditionally as an alternative to imported hops by brewing in Scotland, and it's going to be in 11.2 ounce bottles and on draft. Release still to be determined on that one. Um, I don't know, the October, November, maybe. It's my guess. 5.8% uh, ABV on that one. Uh, this is one that I would like to find and don't know if I will. I've uh, it's kind of been hit or miss with stone beers for me lately. Didn't find the last enjoy by IPA, but I've um, the the stochasticity product uh, project I found that I found the enjoy by IPA before uh, so it's it, it's all hit or miss I, I found the milk stout so I'm happy about that uh, 18th anniversary IPA it's an imperial golden brown IPA dry hopped exclusively and abundantly with Eldorado hops it is currently available now now that I think about it I may, looking at the bottle I may have actually seen it somewhere and stupidly didn't pick it up. Uh, 22 ounce bottles and on draft select markets nationwide 8% ABV on that one then we got uh, from Summit I've had some stuff from Summit before uh, out of uh, St. Paul Minnesota and where is the chat there it is losing my tabs here this is Herculean Woods it is an 8.2% ABV American lager brewed with maple syrup and spruce tips Going to be available on draft and in bottles beginning next week. That is one uh, I would not mind trying um, if I'm somehow able to get a hold of a bottle. And then the last one here is uh, from Red Hook. I mentioned Red Hook a little bit earlier in the show when I was talking about uh, Game Changer at Buffalo Wild Wings. This is uh, their uh, pumpkin seasonal. It's Out of Your Gourd Pumpkin Porter. Mix of pureed pumpkin enhanced by cinnamon, nutmeg, and ginger in the whirlpool, and maple syrup added during fermentation. It is actually available now. Uh, now that I think about it, I may have actually seen this one in store, too. I'm not 100% sure. Um, it's uh, going to be in 6 and 12 packs in 12-ounce bottles and individual 22-ounce bottles. Draft beer is going to be poured with cle uh, cleaver-shaped tap handle, a nod to pumpkin carving, and this one clocks in at 5.8% ABV. And then uh, another, like a last quickie here. Stones Enjoy by 92014 IPA is actually shipping now. 
but only available in four markets, California, Ohio, Maryland, and North Carolina. So if you're not in one of those markets, you're missing out on the 9-2014 IPA. Next week on the show, I have a thought of what I'm going to cover. It's not guaranteed, but I'm going to try. I would like to cover all about malt liquor. I have never had a Colt 45 or an OE or anything like that. Never had it before. So I am probably, at the very least, going to have a 40 of something in here next week that I will be drinking. Now, I'm not getting blackout drunk on this because I did that my last birthday. I'm not doing it again. So, But um, I, I will be learning about malt liquor because I don't know a lot about it, and I'll be then, in turn, teaching you all about it. So that will be next week, um, unless something else comes up. Who knows? But that's the plan for now. As always, if there is a local beer of yours you think I should try and that I would like, drop me an email, kevin at morelikeradio.com, see if we can work out some sort of beer trade. There, There is a lot of good stuff here in Jersey. Um, not rare stuff, but unique stuff, stuff you can only find in this area. So see if we can work something out on that. Um, ABV beer tasting list at tinyurl.com slash ABV beer tasting. I've been adding the beers that I've gotten from Brent. I need to add that one, uh, Sam Adams, uh, deconstruct- Latitude 48 Deconstructed. Uh, added the coffee milk stout on there. So check it out. Open spreadsheet. You can add uh, what you've been drinking on there and rate it. Uh, look and see if some- something you've been drinking is already added on there, and you can add your own rating to it. Uh, check out the Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash alcohol by volume. Like the ABV Facebook page. I would like to get some more likes on there. I, I don't know how many I have right now. I think I have more than 200, but I want more. I want to dominate people. Facebook.com slash MLR alcohol by volume. Follow the show on Twitter at MLR underscore alcohol. I have been tweeting from that account more because I realized I had not been. Um, or my personal Twitter at E-D-I-C-I-U-S. That is Odysseus. Look me up on Untapped. Alcohol by volume, all one word. I am happy to add friends on there. Coming up next, My Time Now with J5, followed by Dutch and Royce, Sands Dutch for now, I believe. So it's Royce and Royce, I suppose. Thank you, everybody, for joining in the chat, especially the new new and newer listeners. I really appreciate it. I will see you guys next week. Have a good one.